Welcome to YesPHX Presents, a 48 Startup Production. In this series, the YesPHX community comes together to promote, build, and highlight small business and startups in the greater Phoenix area. Catch the full series on iTunes or YesPHX.com, and be sure to catch the pop-up podcasts at Basecamp at Phoenix Startup Week, February 19th through 23rd. Hello and welcome to the Yes PHS podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing culture, how we do it, and how we make it ours. I'm Megan Demina. And I'm Heather Lee. And today we have in the studio with us Christina Kehoe, Community Operations at Bevy and Director of Phoenix Startup Grind. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Kehoe. Adam Mann, Director of Design at Chassis. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. And last but not least, Vincent Orlek, president of Social Media Club Phoenix. Hey, this is Vincent. So let's dive right in and have everyone go around and tell us a little bit about yourself. Christina, let's start with you. All right, so mine's kind of a cool story of how I first got involved with YesPHX. I actually didn't hear about YesPHX in Phoenix or in Arizona. I actually heard about it um, when I was at a conference in Vegas and I ran into Zach Ferris, who is the founder of Coplex. And he, we just, like, I couldn't believe that I saw someone else from Phoenix there. And then there was this whole community of people that were there from Phoenix. And he essentially began to tell me the story of Yes PHX and all of the different things that were happening in Phoenix. And um, I was a kind of a newbie to the tech scene at the time. This is about four years ago. And uh, invited me to my first Startup Grind Phoenix event. Um, so as soon as I got back to, to Phoenix, I think it was a week later, I went to my first event and kind of got introduced to the whole YesPHX community that way. So that's my story. Awesome. Vincent, you want to go next? Um, sure. I, I uh, being on social media often, I was first connected with YesPHX, um, kind of a connected way that through Caitlin Waters, who helps me uh, manage YesPHX social media. And, um, and then through some of the happy hours, the mixers that they, they had, um, I never ended up going to any of the original mixers, but I, I just started getting involved with the, um, the volunteer marketing team and it just grew from there. Cool. Adam, how about you? Yeah, for me, um, it actually started off with Jonathan Cottrell. He was the one that introduced me. We had been working on some projects prior and Yes, PHX at the time I hadn't heard of it, but he reached out to me and he, he asked if I would help some with some design work. So he told me about the organization. I was definitely on board with what they were trying to do, and then I decided to work. And then um, from there, I started to meet, you know, starting one of the mixers and things like that, and meet other people in the organization. And realized that every person that I met was also somehow connected to Yes Phoenix. So <laughs> I've just continued ever since and continue to do a lot of design work for them. Awesome. And are you guys, uh, how are you involved now with the organization? So there's a few different ways I'm involved. One, I run Startup Grind Phoenix. So I myself have taken over the event that I first fell in love with um, when I came into the community and I'm super proud to, to be doing that. There's a lot of really amazing entrepreneurs that I've had the chance to interview and just interact with from my community base. Um, but I'm also part of the YesPHX team, so um, we get together quarterly and strategize 
what are the big initiatives that we really want to focus on and um, what are things that we need to be supporting. We make sure that um, no rock goes unturned and we make sure that we're, some, we're figuring out ways to support our local entrepreneurs and get the word out. Um, so that's how I'm currently involved. Cool. Uh, be, I mean, being part of that team as, uh, as I am with, with Christina, a lot of the same, same uh, tasks. The, the other side with managing social media for, for USPHX, um, it's, it, it's an add-on to what I normally do anyway. So it's, it, it takes some time. It takes some time, um, but I, I do, I, I try to work it in with, with everything else I'm doing with my business and, and some other, other social media management on the side. Um, and, you know, just managing the Facebook group is actually the, the thing that I do probably the most of. And that has brought a lot of interesting aspects, a lot of um, new connections. And, um, you know, a lot of times someone will, I'll connect with someone in the group and outside of that, there's so many people in the group now. It's, it's getting larger and larger, which is awesome. That's, that's our goal is to continue to grow it um, full of all the people that want to be part of the SPHX and contributors to the community. Um, but it's funny to, to I'll, I'll end up meeting someone outside of being online, like, oh yeah, that's, yeah, we talked in the group on the <laughs> comments or something. And, and so it's, it's, it's been great, it's been great. Yeah, for me, uh, to this day, I'm still doing a lot of design work for USPHX. My first involvement was a rebranding of the website a few years ago, and there's still some work to be done there, continue to improve that, um, and then things like uh, promotional work. So we have the winter social coming up soon. I helped with some of the announcements and social media covers, things like that. Uh, and then in January, we have the trip to Mexico to help, uh, you know, help you know, build houses in the community there. Awesome. Um, we that's in time with one mission. And so I have work with, uh, create that website as well. So. And a lot of you have seen the generous shirts that are being worn around. Those are- I have mine on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, those were designed by Adam as well. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I, I just kind of want to take a second and say like, how grateful we are to have the three of you on this episode because we kind of have it from like a very community perspective, a very online community perspective and like a design perspective. I think it's like a really good, um, good mesh of how the culture has evolved and where it started and, and where it's going. So I'm excited to kind of dive into that with you guys today. So thanks for being here. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what does tech culture mean to you or, or what does it look like to you guys? Are there other communities that you look at that you think that YesPHX can aspire to? Uh, tech culture, I mean, for me coming in as someone that was not, was not into the, the startup side of it. I'm totally coming from the marketing and specifically social media and digital side. Uh, coming into the, the YesPHX culture, the, the tech, the startup side has been really eye-opening over the last two years. And I feel like it's, I wouldn't have been able to be part of even a new business venture really in the way that I've been able to over the last year and a half um, without, without that experience. Because, and, and one of the things that comes up a lot with us is looking at Silicon Valley 
Right? Yeah. Looking at San Francisco and be like, oh man, and, and a lot of people will kind of mention that and be like, well, they're doing this and, and we, why can't we do this? And you know, the, the biggest, latest example was Amazon headquarters, the second location, and everyone's flipping out. And as soon as it was announced they were looking for one, people were like, we should get them in Phoenix. And obviously, all these other cities across the country. And Tucson sends them a cactus. Tucson sends them a cactus. Why? I'm glad Phoenix didn't, you know? I mean, I, and, and I think the general feeling, I'm not gonna speak for everybody, but I think the general feeling is that the, the tech culture here is, is enough that why don't we take whatever incentives, whatever things we're going to throw at Amazon to open some new place here that's going to employ workhorse type jobs, which there's nothing wrong with. You mm -hmm. know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with. Um, but it's that while it's a part of the tech culture, it's, it's a different piece of it. So why don't we take the incentives that they're going to throw at Amazon and throw it into the local startup scene and tech scene. I, that's, that's where I see the most, um, the most potential uh, for success to happen. And, and if, like I said, if they're gonna do it there, why not do it into the, the local community? To, to jump on that a little bit, um, there are companies like Double Dutch, which you'll hear from us in, in Startup Grind in January. I have their founder as my Fireside Chat guest. Um, but they have made a dedication to bring developer talent here instead of just the, the typical customer service and sales talent that we are so rich in here in Arizona. Um, and what I think is really funny is a lot of our de developer talent that leaves goes sometimes to companies that actually have second offices out here already, and yet they're paying the moving costs and the extra salary to move these guys to San Francisco when they could just keep them here and right. have the cost mm -hmm. saving and we could reallocate those resources back here in Phoenix. So I can't wait till they get a little smarter about that. Mm -hmm. I would love to, to see more of that um, moving here to Phoenix because we do have some great technical talent that's coming, especially out of ASU and the CS programs. So shout out to Michael Crow. <laughs> um, to me, one of the exciting things is how you don't have to be super techy to be part of the tech culture here. Right. Yeah. I know, you know, across the table, Megan, like not a super tech person, myself, designer, <laughs> not super into tech. I try to kind of distance myself um, at times from it, but the entire culture is very inclusive. And so, it, you know, designers are getting seats at the tables, content marketers are getting seats at the tables. Like everybody is like really kind of like ingraining this culture and dedicated to it and growing Phoenix. There's like a lot of excitement right now. Um, and I, did, I really appreciate that because if I were to say, try to enter a market in San Francisco and we move there, I, I would probably feel a little bit out of place or overwhelmed and you know not quite speak the same language. Um, but I, I don't see that as an issue here. That's one of the things I just, I really appreciate about the tech culture here is that it seems very inclusive. It's a great point. Yeah. I've worked with people, um, not in San Francisco, but in New York, I'm thinking specifically of this project where um, they're from New York and we were working with them and it was like a month long, we were doing this project. And at the end of the month, they're like, how did you guys get that done so fast? We would be working on this for like five years. So I think that's something we do take for granted here is that, people are inclusive and they do want to work with us and we can get things done kind of fast. It's kind mm -hmm. of nice. Can yeah. I give an extra answer? Yes, please do. Um, because answering the question of what does it look like? What does the tech culture look like? Yeah. Um, 
I, I think it's, I think it looks like whatever, whatever your city's tech culture consists of now, <laughs> like, cause the, cause the yes, the yes PHX tech culture. I mean, we have, we have our own startup and tech culture. If you go to Austin, if you go to um, Chicago, if you go to, I mean, name it, name a city. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's going to look different everywhere. And that's, that's really the beauty of it. Hmm. I have something else to add too. Um, I think what also makes us uh, a thriving ecosystem is that our politicians also choose to get involved and hold stances on um, aspects of tech and innovation culture. Um, no matter what, like what party you are on, there's on both sides. Uh, Doug Ducey declared an innovation day when Steve Wozniak came to town. Um, Greg Stanton has always been very vocal about uh, being pro innovation and bringing in companies, uh, making it easy for companies like Uber and whatnot to come here with self driving vehicles. Even we like you can't drive around town without seeing yeah. um, sure. a Waymo vehicle yeah. or an Uber uh, automated vehicle. So um, I think that's really cool to see that they understand that we have a hotbed of innovation happening here, and we can't move very fast if we keep butting heads with, with government. So I like that they've chosen to, to play ball with us. The only thing I get concerned about is that it's this, the tech and startup space is kind of the hot thing right now. <laughs> it has been for a little bit and it's, it probably will continue to be, but politically also. So is, will there be a time where it's not? Because right now we've been going through a pretty decent stage of growth especially, I mean, we're sitting here in the warehouse district. Everyone's all about the warehouse district and how it's growing and, and Phoenix coming back, rising out of the ashes um, <laughs> of the recession. And, you know, what happens when it's, it's not the quote unquote sexy thing to be part of the innovation and tech, you know, will 10 years from now will it still be the thing that people, that politicians want to be associated with or putting a lot of time into. Hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know the answer. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Well, good business is good business, right. you know? Yeah. And I think part of ESPHX is that it's inclusive, not just to tech, too. So I see what you're saying. It's a good point. But I think as long as tech continues to grow the way it is, it might always be the, the top thing. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and I, I, I think that with communities like YesPHX, we're keeping that voice of innovation top of mind. And I think it's only growing. Um, and so when you see that happening and you see it being the loudest thing, then I think people can't help but follow suit with that. Yeah. I know a big key too is because Arizona Phoenix area especially is traditionally the, maybe the, the big issue or Maybe it's a problem. Um, real estate, mm. you know, the money goes gets put into real estate. Yeah, investors. Now we're seeing more investors investing in tech and in innovation mm -hmm. and startups. Um, so I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I hope that continues. I hope it gets <laughs> yeah. even more so here. I, agree. I think there's a big appetite for people to change the brand of Arizona. So kind of touching back on Tucson sending Amazon a cactus. <laughs> I think outside of Arizona, when you ask people what is their perception of Arizona, 
words that come up are things like cactus and tumbleweeds desert. and desert Cowboys. and not and not <laughs> innovation <laughs> and not innovation and technology and i believe that if our if our politicians and our just business as a whole want to get anything done we do business outside the state and so everyone has a motivation to change the brand of Arizona and therefore I have really high hopes that tech and innovation won't be a dying conversation or uh, lose resources when it comes to political backing. You can you can see that already that kind of transformation. Um, when I travel people you know they mention Phoenix and they, they've heard of it from a tech perspective now. Mm, and you awesome. see more and more uh, articles you know things like TechCrunch and and even one on Forbes, you know, like hotspots for tech, you know, Phoenix is highlighted on those, you know. Nice. I think that's because of yes, PHX. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Oh, it's definitely yeah. 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 But yeah, so we're starting to be a little bit more known for that. We have companies moving here from San Francisco. So obviously one of the most notable ones is Tuck the Needle. Yeah. Um, and they're big fans of Phoenix. They, they talk about it consistently and They've put substantial ad budget into banners and you can't go oh, yeah. drive anywhere without seeing yeah. them. So we have those, we have that attention. And one of the things is the real estate market, but also the talent pool. People would go somewhere cheap if there wasn't the talent as well. So, so um, have you guys seen a change in the culture from the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I've heard way more people moving here because they've heard of us being a hotbed. Uh, just last week, we told this, so we're, we're talking in December now, um, but there was a, an event for women in tech, and at that event, I ran into three people who had just moved here in the last month that were tech entrepreneurs, and they came here because they of the promise of it being a, a, a hotbed and a place that they believed would help take their company to the next level and support them, so I think that that's a huge change. I didn't hear of a lot of tech entrepreneurs intentionally moving here um, to start their companies or to, to grow their companies. So that's one case. I mean, like I said, I've been involved for just about two years in really awareness of the, the scene, the, the startup and tech scene, um, and with the SPHX. With ASU, you know, the whole two years in a row being named the most innovative school in the country. Um, you know, take that for what it's worth. It seems like a pretty awesome award. Higher Which, than- thank you for that <laughs> elevated yes, value yes. of my degree. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know, and if you want to talk about outside perceptions, look, there's, there's still gonna be for a while always that perception of ASU as a party school just because, but these are the types of things that start to change the perceptions. And 10 years from now, ASU might be looked at as, you know, by everybody as a, a real hotbed of, tech and innovation um the the culture change you know what i i haven't been in it long enough to to know because when i came in it was like kind of the start of the a lot of the growth so it would be interesting to ask um some of the folks that have been even in the the whole scene for like the last 10 years or five years um and i know christina you've been you've been around in the tech scene for like I think speaking of ASU, and I was just mentioning this to, there was a local angel investor I was talking to, but when I was in school at ASU, people were not starting companies, and this is probably, mm -hmm. probably has something to do with the, with the whole movement of 
new entrepreneur, like entrepreneurship is a cool thing right now, but I've, I've been talking to some really intelligent entrepreneurs. Um, there's this, uh, there's a founder named Jonathan who started a company called air garage and like absolute ace presenter. Um, it'll be really interesting to see where he goes, but it's just on and on the, uh, there's uh, two students, um, Ani and Ethan, that pulled together a panel for YesPHX to tell all the students at WP Carey, basically introducing them to what was going on in the ecosystem to try to get them to realize what was going on here in Phoenix. And I mean, those panels were not happening when I was in school, or at least I wasn't aware of them. So just to have these students that are leaps and bounds above where I was even thinking is super promising. And I'm just super impressed overall. Yeah, they have that one organization, Venture Devils. Yes. Is kids creating their own startup and, you know, some of them don't make it. It's not like the whole program is full of com kids, companies, uh, entrepreneurial ventures that succeed. Most of them don't. From my understanding, it's like a couple get kind of chosen and get worked on, and and then even even at that point, they may not continue on. So those are yeah. If, if it also goes back to being in college, what are you actually learning? If that was a program when I was in college, I think maybe I would have been interested. I don't know, but it, it would have been an option. It would have been fun to explore. And it's, it's the whole realistic education. Like, what, what are you learning when you're in college? Are you learning algebra again? Or are you learning how to succeed in developing a business? That's great for us as YesPHX. That's fantastic to get that experience. Last little beat on the drum for ASU. They do have some special programs that they're developing specifically for blockchain, as well as AI, which is pretty impressive to see. Um, I mean, it's really, I mean, blockchain has been really, I mean, we can go on all, all day about blockchain, but it's one of those industries that Silicon Valley does not own. And um, it's really surviving outside the ecosystem of, of the typical tech hubs, bigger than any other technology that has shown its, its face to us. And um, it'll be really exciting to see how that plays out in Arizona as well. There's a, we've got a lot of great companies. Um, I'll shout out a coin that we have, Dash, which is a really strong coin on the market right now. They're at Skysong. Um, but there's a lot of great entrepreneurs that are, are on that, um, in that industry and, and making some big waves. Uh, the most exciting thing for me, just seeing the change in culture, is the level of engagement and awareness. It's just I've been around startup, uh, the startup scene in YesPHX for about four years. I first got involved um, at Startup Weekend in late 2012. That was my first kind of step into the, the entrepreneurial scene. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Somebody, they needed designers at the event. Um, <laughs> my friend Jenny Poon, she was like, will you go? Um, you're a designer and, and we need more of you there. And, and so I went. And... It was an amazing experience. I'll remember that weekend forever because that really changed. That was a very pivotal point in my life. Um, and I realized that it's not just, like an entrepreneur isn't just an entrepreneur. Anybody can be an entrepreneur. And seeing, you know, designers up there giving pitches and marketers give, getting up there giving pitches and then seeing these teams come together where people 
I mean, they're learning, they're testing, they're playing with ideas and that back and forth, and like nobody has all the answers. And it just became much more approachable. And then so since then in the past, I'd say about four years, going from when I had never heard of YesPHX, a lot of people I knew hadn't heard of YesPHX, now everybody does. And now, you know, we have a lot of events and things going on. And I just, I think it's great just to see the, the level of engagement just go through the roof. And Startup Week definitely has a part in that too. I mean, Startup Week is only a couple of years old, but um, the amount of people that get exposed to the YesPHX community, the startup community, during that whole week of, of events over the last couple of years, I mean, it's thousands. It's, and it's not all the same people. It's, it's, it's not all the same people. This year, you know, it's, it's going to be another whole new group of people that comes in. And I mean, we see it in the Facebook group. There's, it's grown by, uh, it's doubled. It's like another thousand people. How many just, people are in there? Um, it's just under 2,000, yeah. which, I mean, it was under 1,000 a year ago. So we'll take that. That was yeah. one of our goals was, um, was add another thousand people. Um, so, and, and the, the social media accounts do the same thing. We're, we're trying to, I mean, that helps to grow the awareness and grow the brand. Um, it's one thing to, to clarify is that YesPHX is not a group or an organization necessarily. It's that it's the, the banner, the theme of the, the tech and startup community. Cause we get that question a lot. It's like, oh, well, how can I speak at a yes PHX event or do something with yes? Just do it. It's all around. <laughs> it's all around it's all you. Around it's like Dolby Stereo. Yes. With the, <laughs> with the yes PHX, I feel like that's pulled everything together. Yes. Like I know we went to PodCamp. Gosh, when was that? Like twelve years ago or ten years ago? I don't remember. And then there was laid off camp. People were doing camps all over the valley, and um, that was back in the days of Twestable and. Um, you know, it was just people, the same people were still starting to pull together and the, you know, the numbers were growing, but it, it all was a little more disjointed. Mm -hmm. So I feel like with the Yes Phoenix from an, I'm new to Yes Phoenix, PHX, sorry, same, <laughs> so new, um, new to it and just seeing that it, it seems more organized and things are pulling together more as a group. Yeah. And I think that's the idea is just use the hashtag to bring awareness. Um, there's no one single event that is a Yes PHX only event or anything like that it's the idea of we want to get the word out there that there that there are things for people to do there's a community here there's like this nice warm blanket that is here for you in the tech community because it's hard being an entrepreneur it's hard for, to work for startups and we are an inclusive community and we want people to be involved and we want you to know that there there is a group there's a little niche for you within that um, you don't have to go to everything or be involved in everything, but find the, find the thing that resonates with you and yeah, hashtag it, hashtag it, yes, PHX, so that people know what's going on and what else there is that's out, out and about. And that's how we make those lists like Forb and Inc and things like that is because people began to see the trending activity and it becomes appetizing for journalists, which then just creates more momentum. So it's a nice little yeah. circular effect. As long as you're willing to be generous with yourself, your time, your knowledge, or whatever, then you have a place in the community. That's right. How do you think we can continue to grow this movement? I mean, you mentioned the SPHX hashtag. I think that's one great way. Uh, do you guys have any other ideas about how to keep this growing and moving? I know myself personally, I want to see more community events 
and not in the way of mixer, not like, you know, we have a thing. I'm choking up here. Um, <laughs> the social. Yeah. The socials. We have, we have winter social, we have summer social, we have these things that get people together. I think that they can be a bit intimidating for people the first time, um, particularly if you're like an introvert like me, you're like, oh, I'm going to go and have to talk to all these people and meet all these new people. <laughs> <laughs> But so when I say community events is, you know, we've kind of been branded in a way as like one of the most generous uh, communities in you know, the tech scene and in this kind of startup culture in the country. And I want to see that just pushed even further. So we're doing this event in Mexico where we're going to go and help build houses for you know, some people in less fortunate situations. And I'm, just, I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. It's the second one that they've done. And we have like a couple hundred people that want to go and do that. And so getting... A couple hundred people that aren't just there to exchange names and promote their own business and actually like really develop this community and like hey we're gonna do this together I think it's just I'm so excited for the possibilities of what kind of relationships and connections we're gonna get out of that and so that's just a personal note I would love to see us continue to give back in many different ways and I don't know what those are exactly but yeah. generous okay. is the new rich <laughs> I agree I'll shout out a women's group. Um, I recently joined the Babe Council, and um, <laughs> nice. it's all service and civil, uh, civic service-based work, and we kind of pick a service project once a month. We just visited an animal shelter um, called Foothills Animal Rescue, and we just spent the whole day bathing, walking, and playing with dogs. I mean, yes. really just the best thing ever. Awesome. Um, but we've also done things in the past, like volunteered at St. Mary's Food Bank, and uh, we did a turkey drive uh, for, for a homeless shelter. And then we've also just spent time writing letters to our senators about different issues that mm -hmm. make us upset. So it's, it's, been, um, it's been a really cool uh, thing to be a part of because there's a lot of people who say, like, how do I get involved and how do I move the needle? How do I affect change? <laughs> how do I affect change? And uh, there's this great, um, th and there's three co-founders of this, but I know um, Angelique, who's actually, she's a member of this, this space here in Galvanize, and she's the one who organized it. But I think it was really cool of her. It was after the Women's March when people were kind of asking, what else can I do? And so she kind of took the reins on that and created a whole brand and um, so that's that's another thing. I would love to see more things like that. Maybe things that can that are for both men and women to to go ahead and and do some more things in our community. Because you're right, that's that's how we actually get close to each other and, and form that human connection. Uh, I'll never forget. So I was part of Valley Leadership this last round, and one of our end of year projects was we built we were part of building a house for Habitat for Humanity, and I've never gotten so close to people than like working on a roof with them. Um, so we like shingled the whole roof, but it was just really cool. We got really close to each other. We, that's when we really started talking. And, and that's, that's, I think, what the real connections are all about is uh, not, not necessarily trying to hand off your business card as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. So, and that's, that's I mean, kind of tying it back into Startup Grind. That's one of our core values is make friends, not contacts. Don't sit there and can't don't sit there and try to figure out what you can get out of the event be there and be there to be helpful and tell each other and what are, what are your skills and how can you help and um what do you need and uh and asking those correct questions rather than sunday 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 right, right, right. bye now 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 <laughs> like i don't know so yeah 
mean, as far as growing the movement, it's, I don't I, I enjoy telling people about the community. You know, I mean, I, I'll, it's my barber, you know, I mean, like, yeah. I'll, whoever it is, well, actually, my barber now is already in. Um, <laughs> should be cut. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, uh, just talking to people and, you know, really could be anybody because I go to a mechanic and channeler and, hey, he didn't know about ESPHX. It's like, well, you're a small business. You're an entrepreneur. Like, there's reason for you to be connected to the community. So I don't give out business cards other than sometimes I'll have the, we have the ESPHX business cards, but it, all it's got is like the website on it yeah. and the hashtag. Um, but I don't, I don't like hand people my business cards saying, hey, yeah, I come in the ESPHX. I don't use it as a business opportunity, at least not directly. You know, do we make connections? Do we all, does, it, does a lot of it come back to everyone within the community? Yeah. You end up working with people on all kinds of different things. Um, so I, I found it invaluable for, for me and, I mean, on a business level, sure, but more like on, on a personal level for me, the friends I've made. And I'm just going to give Vincent a lot of kudos here. When you talk about, uh, when you're talking about your skills, um, the best way to show them is sometimes volunteering. And, and Vincent's taken on a huge role of, of owning our, well, him and Caitlin are mm -hmm. owning the social media channels. And you can literally see their work, every, like every response, every comment, that's all them. And that's proof of exactly what type of worker he is. You can tell that he's, um, he's got great work ethic. So does Caitlin. And I mean, there's so much, there's so far you can go with just volunteering and stepping up and raising your hand and actually doing the work. Um, I think there's some people that say that they want to help out and then don't actually come back around and yeah, we know who you are. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, Christina. I think everybody in this room also, I would say, I would say everybody that's sitting in this room right now, which is probably the second closest thing to putting shingles on a roof, as far as being close. Um, <laughs> We're pretty close to you. We are. We are. But it's all, it's all good. It's great. Um, but yeah, I think everybody in this room is, is actively part and giving of themselves to the community. So how do you guys suggest getting involved? And actually, if I can add one more part to that, which would be, um, and how do you balance it with your regular job? I just want to give a shout out to Megan for prepping us for this podcast um, in an amazing manner. More like, than I've ever done for a podcast, <laughs> which is awesome. And I, I'm going to totally copy what you've done. Thank you. Ten minutes before everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, damn. better than nothing. Um, how do, so how do I suggest being involved? I mean, I, I did kind of touch on it with volunteering. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's the best, I don't know. I, I love volunteering and getting involved. People can, that's how you make real human connections. I feel like it's how you can support the causes you're really passionate about. Um, just show up to events, answer a question in the SPHX community. Uh, I, don't do the best job of it, but I'll skim our Slack channel typically on the weekends and things like that just to see if there's anything I can grab and help out with. Be open to have coffee and lunch with people. 
uh, when you see someone that's new, even when you see someone that's new, just make them make sure they feel welcome. We want we want people to keep coming back and, and contributing, and we want to know people's stories and and the things that that they're passionate about because each of those things is very valuable to our ecosystem. And it's amazing, like. Um, just all the things that other people have done for me to elevate me. And I want to do nothing but reach back around and, and help people in the same way. And I think if everyone has that same type of mentality, even if you feel like you're only a little bit ahead, share that knowledge with other people and never discount your experiences because everything can really help someone else progress. Um, There was like another question that you guys asked. And how do you, um, what did I say, and how do you manage it? Oh, how do I you stay on top of it? Um, I, so I do when I don't believe in work-life balance. I'll put <laughs> that one out there. Um, I, I work some incredibly late hours, but I also definitely, I've been very intentional in my own personal life about the things that are really important for me. Um, like, for example, um, I always make, like, I love figure skating. I've been figure skating since I was a little kid, and it's something that I got away from in my adulthood, and this year I made it very intentional. Every single weekend when I was in town, I would go hit the rink, and it's just one of those things that I, I just put on my music or a podcast, and I just let my mind go. And so I think there's things like that. If you're intentional about having those things that are really important to you and making sure that they're always a part of a staple of your life, that makes it okay when I'm up working on something till 2 a.m. Because I have a full, I work at a startup. Like that is one, that is not a 40 hour a week job in and of itself. Um, and, and also I'm really passionate about it. I don't, it, I don't think twice about working on something for our clients because it's something that I'm constantly thinking about anyways. I think about it in the shower. Like it's just literally every, every waking moment I'm thinking about how we can progress this product. And then I love startup grind. So I love, I love bringing those stories out of founders. And so I'm always kind of cranking on whose story I should have and uh, to give to the community. And so working on things that you love, and then being very intentional about making time for things that ground and center you and give you that mental space to just recharge your creative energies. Um, that's, that's how I get it done. I would say to get involved, um, start by, like literally start by going to yesphx.com <laughs> and uh, the, click on the resources tab and scroll through all those different little boxes and pictures and hit the ones that appeal to you. You know, I mean, join, if you're not a Facebook person, don't join the Facebook group. If you're more of a Slack person, we have a Slack group with all kinds of channels and they'll create a channel if there's enough interest. So just connecting with people that way. Um, of course, the social media accounts, I'll throw those out there, the Facebook page, and Twitter account, and Instagram. And we have a medium uh, site. We have a medium publication that if you like to write, if you have a, even if it's a one-time thing, a story to tell about your business or you or how you came into the entrepreneurial space, um, write it and submit it and tell me and we'll, we'll, we'll review it and you know everything, every single thing doesn't get approved but certainly most things do, um, especially as long as they're not salesy. 
yeah. know, uh, that Sunday, Sunday, Sunday type <laughs> stuff. Um, and as far as the managing it all, it's, yeah, my, so my wife is on my case all the time. Um, <laughs> I have a, a four-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old daughter, and the four-year-old takes up more of my time, obviously, of our time. But uh, it's, it's, it's hard, but we make it work. And because she also does, she has a social media aspect to her job, she understands that it's, there's like a kind of a constant thing if, if, if you let it. You, you, can, you can still plan things out with social media. There's an aspect to it where if something happens, you need to be aware, but you can still plan things out. And even though that's the case, I, I am the one that's up till midnight, 1 a.m. doing things because, because I am working on a couple different things for the business and then YesPHX and then even social media club and then my own personal, like a blog or something. So you, you do have to manage that. And, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm the best organizer of time uh, at all. I am, I am the farthest from that. But I just get, get it done. I don't know how. <laughs> it, just, it just gets done, even if it's at the last minute. I can tell you for social media day this year, um, I, I was the night before still doing things. <laughs> no one, nobody else does that. Still, yeah, I was, like, I was still like, like creating posts and things for the next day to be posted and, and all that sort of stuff. And, um, but I, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people like that. That's why one of the things is always time management that entrepreneurs and business owners always have an issue with and why there's such a, a market for even that on its own. Um, but yeah, I, so the long story short is I don't have the answer for how I manage it. I just do. Um, so yeah I would say we all know that being new to community can be a little bit intimidating and as Vince said if you go to yesphx.com like on the front page it says being new ain't easy and then it gives you like steps on how to kind of integrate yourself and the one that I want to touch on is meeting people face to face that did that worked wonders for me because it gave me an opportunity to actually get to know people and develop a real relationship. And then it's been, you know, you never know where that's going to go. That's led to other jobs, other contracts, uh, anything, just good, good relationships too. So meeting people face to face, um, I, I would highly recommend it as for work life balance or something like that. Um, <laughs> Like I said, I'm not the most tech person, so I actually feel like I'm pretty decent at it. You know, I work hard during the day, and then I'm pretty good at unplugging afterwards, um, spending my evenings, you know, with my friends and doing that kind of stuff, my other hobbies and interests. Um, but I decided that a few years ago, because I used to be a workaholic, had a pretty bad crash, and I was like, I cannot do that again. Um, so I just, I make sure that I'm very diligent, and I can tell if I'm starting to get overworked or anything like that, and then I intentionally know separate myself from it for a bit so why that um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well is there anything that you guys want to add before we come to a close here i would i would add that when i think once you start and this is coming from my personal experience when you when you kind of start getting into it even if you're a little hesitant or a little shy it's that's okay a lot of people are and you're gonna find like-minded people, no matter what, I guarantee it. Even if it's one or two people, 
but those people could end up being fantastic friends and connections. Um, you know, I, the example that I, that I like to give now is, you know, my, my wife has, has not, she was never in this area either. And she saw me kind of doing everything and she was doing her own thing. And then, I don't know, six months ago or so, maybe a little bit longer, she, she saw an event, Startup Grind Phoenix. <laughs> and because I was, you know, I post them all the time to help promote it. And, and she saw it. She was like, oh, that looks really interesting. And so she wanted to go. So she went. And then it turned out that she volunteered yes. to help out. And, you know, which Christina and loves. <laughs> I love Marissa. She's so amazing. Just always willing to just literally do whatever. She's an incredible, she's an incredible part of my team. Well, if you want to volunteer, Start Grind is a great thing to, yes, to volunteer I would for. Love to Shout have out. you. Yes. Um, and Christina is definitely looking for volunteers regularly. Uh, go help out. Um, so my, my wife went and helped out, and then she, she got the bug. She totally got the bug. And now, like, she created her, her brand, um, has it out there, and created her own podcast. And that was something, like, a year ago she would have never done, never would have even had the inkling to do. would have been like, oh, I can't do that. Um, so it becomes, <laughs> it becomes infectious, you know? And, and so she's in the early childhood space. And it's like, well, what does that have to do with this? A lot. You know, there's even if you think that your area of expertise doesn't have a connection, I, I almost guarantee you it does. There's some way that it connects to, to the YesPHX community or to people in the, the YesPHX community. So, um, that, I mean, that's, I would say it's infectious when you get involved with it. it, it and it, I mean, you get to a dangerous level of infectious. <laughs> you know, you get too much, but, but uh, in a good way, in a good way. So, but isn't that cool when you find your passion? Because I feel like yeah. there's so many people that I talk to that are like, they hate going to work. They hate, I don't know, that they're like bored. I, I don't understand these people because <laughs> I think as soon as I feel that way, I'm kind of, I'm like pieced out and on to my next thing. Um, but I love that. I love that people can catch a bug in this community and it can give them passion and drive and, and really give their, give them a whole new like dream in life. I think that's so cool. A lot of times it's just about exposure. I used to be in that. I used to sit in a cubicle, you know, just because I didn't know, I didn't know what else was around. And then it all just started to click once I got exposed to it and into it. I would say at the end of the day, um, it's all about relationships. You know, we're talking about the SPHX community and community is nothing but a series of relationships. So um, put yourself out there, be genuine, make friends. I still will grab lunch and all the friends from my first uh, startup weekend uh, come down an hour next to me at Galvanize. And even if it's not often, like once a year, like I still make sure to reach out and but we'll always have some sort of connection there. And it's satisfying one thing, you also yeah. never know where it'll lead, but yeah. It's all about the relationships. Amazing. Thank you. You guys have been wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us today. We've really enjoyed our guests. Please connect with Christina, Adam, and Vincent on social media, and be sure to catch our next episode, The Generous Hour. And thanks again, and hope to catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having us. Thank, thank you. you. Anyway, and that's yeah. what it is to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs>